I have a little secret for you. You are in the right place at the right time. Your soul knew exactly that you needed a moment to yourself to feel connected, to feel inspired, and you landed here. Welcome to the Taking Flight Podcast. I am Megan Holly, and I am your host. I am so happy and inspired every single episode to be here right there with you, going through these conversations with guests, or sometimes it's a solo jam where I dive into a story or a thought that has been brought into my heart to bring to the world, to the mic right here. I want you to be sure that you take a moment to really sink in to the space, to have something to take away from this podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a little you time because after all, you deserve it. I always remind people that you deserve to have the space and a place, which is taking flight right here, to debunk the things, the limiting beliefs that you have, to lift up the parts of you that know that there's more out there for you, and to just simply feel heard and seen. So here we go. Hello and hi, and welcome to the next episode, you guys. It is the end of December as I record this of 2022, and goodness, doesn't the end of the year come with a mixed bag, (laughs) a mixed bag of nuts? No, just kidding. Well, sometimes it does, but (laughs) a mixed bag of emotions. We feel so much at the end of a year, I feel, and so at least I do, I won't speak for everybody, but it seems to be that that is the case for many. There's a lot of recollecting, there's a lot of thinking back on the hardships or the good times, and sometimes there is a sprinkle of regret and a twinkle of the good to come in the new months and years ahead, and all of it together makes for kind of a weird feeling, the kind of dichotomy of all the ebbs and flows, the good and the bad feelings that come with any time that you really reminisce or ruminate over your life can feel a little hard to balance. And so this episode and the thought and sentiment behind it has been something that I have been thinking about Um, And it is something that I've been wanting to tap into, but I wasn't quite ready. Like my words, the thoughts in my mind were not quite there yet. And so for some reason today, I felt them. I felt them in my bones. And so I thought, let's push record. Let's get on and do this, right? And so here we are. Here we are. And the biggest sentiment for me right now specifically with this episode, is the idea that if we understand our yesterdays, right, like our past versions of ourselves, the past experiences that we went through, the more that we allow ourselves to look at that and look at it for what it's worth, look at it for how we actually feel about it, even look at it for the parts that we didn't really let sink in at the time, then we can really unleash the version of ourselves for today that makes the most sense for us. And by that, I mean, when we start to understand the way that we've developed over the years, over the decades, when we give a little bit more love 
to the past versions of ourselves, we are able to unlock parts of us, the way that we work, the things that make us tick, the emotions that we feel, the way we interact with others, all of that good stuff a little bit more succinctly. And then because of that, we're able to kind of run our lives a little bit differently. I've had a lot of questions in the last little bit from people in my community that are like, how do you show up so boldly? How do you do this, do that, whatever the questions are, right? But the main one is kind of the sentiment of how are you showing up so boldly? How do you show up unapologetically? And my answer to that is, I don't know. Sometimes I just wake up and choose to do so. The other side of that answer is, I don't always feel that that's the way that I'm living or the way that I'm presenting into the world. It's just is. There's no real answer to it. But the more that I thought about it, the more that I dove into thinking, well, how did I get here? How did I come to this space in my life where, although there are so many hardships and shaky hands and sweaty armpits and all the things that come with doing life, whether it's I have to go and get this list of tasks done and that feels stressful in crazy town, or I'm making a big move in my life and my business. Both can feel equally as stressful and overwhelming and frightening, but where did that come from? Where did I decide that, hmm, you know, the girl who used to be afraid of her own shadow, the one that teachers would call her mom and say they were worried about because she was too quiet, too quiet, is now speaking on a microphone for a podcast is now putting herself out there and helping others to find their own confidence. It's weird. It's weird even me saying it out loud because I don't always understand it. But what I've done is tap into my yesteryear, tap into my past to understand really what makes me tick. And so I have a few photos in my office of myself at different stages of when I was younger. Just a couple photos that like are absolutely me in a nutshell. (laughs) Um, And what they do is, and it might sound weird to some people like, what, but why, why do you even have those out and about like looking at them? They're not on the mantle, you know, I don't have a mantle, but if I did, they're not on the quintessential hypothetical mantle of my home, but they are in my space. And sometimes they're just kind of stuck in my journal. Other times they're sitting on my desk or on my pin cushion board and they are just there amongst many other things to say, Hey, what version of myself was I at this time? What are little parts of me that I resonate with still, or maybe sometimes, and I'll get into a couple of examples. So it's not so big, Or maybe it's even, wow, you kind of died that person down. Like you pushed that part of you into a little like box and didn't allow her out until you honored it and said, hey, that's just who I am. So the first example I'm going to use, and um, (laughs) 
one that makes me giggle a lot because it just kind of floods back memories and makes me really realize that all along this portion of me has been there and then here she is coming back out. There's a photo of me that I'm standing by a TV, a very old, like in the wooden box cabinet TV in my living room when I was little, like preschool age. And I am on the TV is the four characters from the Wizard of Oz. And I am wearing a blue, like (laughs) I am wearing a blue sweater with stars over it all over it, which so makes sense to me in this part of my life. If I could find that sweater, I'd wear it today. Um, (laughs) um, And I have bright red lipstick on, like bright red lipstick. I'm a preschooler, mind you, okay? And what what it dictates to me, what it reminds me of is at that time in my life, I was hooked on the movie, The Wizard of Oz. And what does that mean, right? What does that actually mean? What am I telling you this for? Well, a few reasons. One is if you are not familiar with The Wizard of Oz, the sentiment behind it is kind of persevering, right, through hardships to get back to home, to get back to homeostasis, to get back to where you feel loved and comfortable and things feel familiar, but all along learning things about yourself, learning things about yourself. And really, if you think about it, and now I've been wanting to watch the watch the Wizard of Oz for a while, so I need to pop it in one of the days coming up here and just go back to like what feels like my roots. Um, but really, if you think about it, all along, Dorothy was her own home, right? She had these characters that popped along and were, you know, testing her limits, were pushing her boundaries. And the whole time she was navigating and she had it within herself to bring herself home. And so from that standpoint, the reminder of myself loving that movie so much from a young age, when so many people are like, I was terrified of that movie as a kid. I was not. I mean, it sure creeped me out at at times, like the creepy forest and the witch, of course. But for the most part, I loved that movie and I still do. But it reminds me that I've always I guess, had the notion in the back, back, back 40 of my mind that I am home. I am safe. I am okay. Even if the world feels wild and crazy, even if everything around me feels uncertain, even if I don't know who to talk to or what to even say in certain given times, I am okay. I will always make it home. And so when I honor that version of myself, it's kind of nodding back to that whole exact part of my life, the place where I, because what kid doesn't watch a movie over and over? They have movies that they just love. It is a kind of a safeguard. It is a coping mechanism because it's comforting. It feels good. It's like, I know what's coming and all the things I can kind of tap back into it just through that picture. And it's so strong in my mind. The other little sentiment of that was the red lipstick part. So at the time, right, I, the theatrics in me were coming out at that ripe young age. And who even knew? At the time, I had probably been taking dance for a year or so. And so that I was already like engulfed in the world of dance and sparkle and stage presence and all that. I mean, 
for within reason at that age, obviously I didn't really understand all of it, but it was still, it was there. It was part of my life. And I was dramatic in a lot of ways, clearly, even though I was a quiet, very just in my own little cocoon type of kid, I had the dramatics within me. And the red lipstick was a symbol of the movie changing from black and white to color. And it starts out in black and white until she gets to Munchkin land in case you need a refresher or you've never seen it, which, oh my gosh. I mean, it's not for everyone, obviously. And for me, it's become a cult classic because I've watched it and it is home for me. But anyways, I, that was my marker of shifting in the movie because I would act it out. I would put on plays, right? Of the movie scenes with my youngest brother who I just bossed around and, (laughs) you know, made him be Toto. He couldn't even be one of the main characters for a while until he, until he was. And then there we go. But, (laughs) but Again, it's going back to reminding myself that I have always had it in me to have a little bit of a flair, a little bit of a looking at the world in a way that is meaningful, that I find little ways in the other episode on um, living on purpose. I was talking about being making in small intentional moments, like eating a spicy chip, some salsa before doing something that's a little spicy. And then I'm feeling a little bit like zazzed about kind of the same idea right so it's always been in me to feel connected to the world in small little I guess you could call it doses of simplicity doses of simplicity the lipstick shifted what I thought how the movie shifted but it also was like a little kind of callback to me being intentional about things And so I want you to think, I want you to take a moment to maybe go through some old photo albums. And that can be hard for some people. It can be triggering because you're going back to lots of different moments in your life, but find what feels comfortable for you. Go with, I love photos. So no matter what, it's like really cathartic for me to look back at things and say, oh my gosh, look at this, or look at this time in my life, or I remember this place, space, whatever. But I urge you to take a look or think about yourself at different stages. Who were you? What lit you up? How did you address the world around you? Because when you start to do that, I swear to you, it starts to unleash a different kind of allowance, let's say, to be more in line with your actual true self now in your life now in your life so I've been more and more comfortable being my kind of sassy self the one that wants to just put on a pair of sparkly shoes just to walk into her home office and feel sassy that day the one that wants to keep the purple hair fresh and feel just vibrant and fun even on the days when I want to just climb under a blanket under my desk with my dog and not move on I've realized that when I honor the fact that those things make me feel more myself, more whole, whatever you want to say, that I can move through my days, even the hardest of ones, a little bit better. And there's an article that was published on me that a little bit of my story was brought to life. And I used that Wizard of Oz example as kind of a, a marking, right, of my life. 
and I go back to it in it and I will link it in the show notes. Um, but this, the whole sentiment behind the article is like continuously finding yourself, honoring yourself, finding your way back to get to your roots, to build a life that you feel comfortable in, to build a life that you feel accomplished in whatever that looks like for you. And so I hope you take a look and a a little read of it because it is just very in line with this whole episode as well. And it's for, it's for you. It's for others to look at and say, okay, I can find a way to honor myself. And we're just like big kids, right? As we grow and as we change and as we age, we tend to feel as though we have to stuff down the parts of us that were They served us as kids, or maybe they didn't. Maybe we were labeled. Maybe we were labeled dramatic like me. Maybe you were labeled bad because you were so maybe impulsive or you had a lot of energy. And instead of figuring out what that meant or what your needs were, you were stuffed. You were stuffing it down because you felt like you needed to, or you were told, hey, cut that out right? And there's no right or wrong in any of it. It's just is because the people around us, when we were growing and changing at our most pivotal years, were just doing their best as well. And so now if we, as adults or young adults or however, wherever you are in your stage of, of life, doesn't really matter. That is irrelevant. If we look back and say, and kind of go face to face, toe to toe, eye to eye with the different parts of us. Maybe they're the easier parts to open our arms up and say, oh yeah, I can totally like tap into that more. Or maybe they're the harder parts, right? Maybe they're the harder moments because the other side of me being an eclectic kind of thoughtful and dramatic young me is also, I was very anxiety led. I was very anxious. I had a lot of anxiety throughout my life, especially when I was a child, teen for sure. And it ebbs and flows even into my adulthood, but it has been different throughout the years. And I've been more aware of it too. So again, tapping back into my yesterdays, my yester years, that sounds so my yester years, um, <laughs> and understanding where the anxiety stemmed from, what environmental things were part of it, what personalities were around me that maybe fed into or led into me being, feeling validated in the way that I felt, right? Wasn't any, nobody's fault in how my body perceived the outside world or what my mind would do. But when you understand that there are people's their ways of living and being or the way that they present or talk about situations, when you realize that that can affect you, it's much easier to say, okay, I understand myself a lot more now, but I also understand myself then. And I can just say, okay, coming to terms with it, whatever it is that you need to do, whether you need to come to terms with it, or you just need to understand it, or maybe you just need to go, oh, that makes sense. Now I can kind of move from that in a different way or see myself in a different light or just if nothing else when things pop up that are still sort of connected to that same thing that was within you like for me my example is the anxiety 
then I have a much better understanding of going, okay, now what can I do to be navigating that in a much more healthy way, in a much more healthy way? And so that is kind of my answer to people who have been asking, well, how do you stand up and show out in a way that feels good to you? How are you being bold in your life? And that's, that's the, there's no secret. That's the secret sauce is that I'm looking back at myself throughout the years and seeing that all along there was things and traits and parts of me that were much more bold than I ever gave myself credit for at the time. But now that I understand it and I go, wow, okay, past Megan. Okay. 16 year old Megan. What the heck? You did not give yourself enough credit because you were like, you were in this loophole of trying to be that person, but also not sure how to be that person. Whereas now, because I see that and I get it, I get myself a little bit more (laughs) disclaimer, still trying to understand a lot, but because I get a lot more or at least see where it was coming from. I'm like, I've got this. I can work through, I do the inner work. The inner work is so important because no outward title or accomplishment or whatever really matters. What really matters, sorry to be redundant in that moment, is the fact that I am giving myself a space to change, grow, adapt, become who and how I feel best in my own skin. And that's what others might be seeing. That's what they are perceiving, right? Because they don't see all the inners and outers and (laughs) upside downs of my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions. As transparent as I try to be, as I am showing up in the world as, you still don't see every little caveat. And that's the thing that I feel we need to always remember is when we look at others and we think, oh, that person's got it together or, oh, that person's, you know, doing such cool things and I don't have the, the the cojones to do it. Wow. You know, we all have those people that we look up to and we're like, wow, what are they doing? And how could never do that? First of all, that's not necessarily the truth that you can never do it. Maybe it's just not in the path for you or it's not on the path right now, or, you know, we're putting it up on such a pedestal that we don't realize what they've done to get there. But I'm firmly standing in the idea that if we honor ourselves, if we get to know, right, there's all this buzz around our inner child and all of that. It's been very a, a hot topic, if you will, to go back and honor that younger child. And this is kind of the same thing. I'm just not using that buzzword. I mean, I guess I am now that I'm fucking it in to the conversation, but I'm not necessarily calling it that, but it is essentially honoring my inner child because we are all just big, like six-year-olds running around. (laughs) You know, a lot of the things that we still present as are the parts of ourselves that we quite weren't maybe finished with, or we maybe still needed to work on things through. I am no expert in that area. But what I do know is that what has worked for me, this isn't advice. This is just my journey. That's like very important to remember. Isn't that advice? It's just my journey. But what if, what if my journey was the one thing that made you look at something different in your life? What if 
you doing that had the ripple effect for a friend, a parent, a sister, a kid, somebody you work with, anything, because you were tapping back into it too. Because all of our journeys can make somebody else's shift in a beautiful, beautiful way. What if we all just were, instead of rushing to get to the next day, the next month, the next year, we stopped, right? And just took a minute to soak in where we came from. Now, I'm not saying get stuck in the past because that's a slippery slope. And we can all do that very easily because as we age, as I talked about in the gracefully aging episode, as we age, we just are like battered with the thoughts of what's to come. And it always feels a little bit negative a lot of times, which is why I needed to do that episode to remind us that there's actually beauty in it. It's it's a wonderful thing. So we don't want to get stuck in the past. We don't want to be in the future either. We want to try to be as boots to the ground as we possibly can here. But there is no existence if we don't honor the past and look into the future at the same time. That's just reality. And how we choose to show up in that, how we choose to work through that is what will set us up, right? Set us up to feel more grounded and comfortable in the now. So don't get yourself all willy-nilly looped up in past, but do see where you can siphon some thoughts and energies from those different versions of yourself to just feel, feel into them, see how they still resonate with you or what can you cut? What cords can you cut that no longer serve you anymore? It no longer serves me to stay in the same anxious patterns that I had when I was younger. Just in the last couple of years, have I gotten to a point where I can sleep decently without laying there for hours, having many panic attacks or feeling like I can't breathe, even if it's not a full-blown panic attack and tossing and turning. That's an old story that I'm done with. I'm super, super done with. Do I always sleep like perfectly? Do I always get the right amount of rest? No. (laughs) Okay. I would never, ever argue that. That's for sure. But what I'm saying is I tapped into where I was at that time for the many years that I remember especially like probably from that. I remember very vividly it being very hard and troublesome, probably like 12, 13 to like 17 in particular were just such rough times for me as far as sleep goes. And my panic attacks at nighttime in particular, I had them other times of the days, but at nighttime in particular, it was rough. But part of it was that I kept a lot of it to myself. Part of it was that I didn't even understand different ways of adjusting it, that I had the power to do it. It was just that this is what I deal with. I have anxiety, I have panic, and that's just, that is, it is what it is. Versus now, when I look back to that time, I'm like, wow, I don't regret it because I I didn't know any better. I was just doing the best with what I could do. I just look back and I go, okay, like, I cannot, I cannot just stay there. What are tools that I can put into place? 
And I have tons of tools that I put into place now to move through that differently. And I think I'll do an episode on my journey with anxiety as well, because it has shifted tremendously. It has allowed me to step into rooms that scare me, to do talks in front of people, to make bold choices in my career, because I've not conquered it, but I've learned, I've learned to understand it and I've learned to let it not consume me. So when it does pop up, it is just more of a fleeting situation versus a complete utter grab on my life, if that makes sense. And so when I I share that to remind you that even if there's hard parts or things that feel a little bit heavier, scarier, or maybe you don't want to revisit, depending, it might just be the thing that unlocks you to move forward. And again, with that kind of tap into my past self in that stage, I now understand the tools that I have in place for keeping my anxiety to keeping my sleep patterns healthy, all of that stuff. And I don't know what I have got there without tapping into that. Maybe who's to say, but at this point, all I know is what I know. And what I know is that this has helped me tremendously to look back. And actually, as I talk on this mic right here, one of the pictures that I keep in my space is next to me. And I'm looking at myself. And this one, this isn't the Wizard of Oz picture with the red lips. This is one of me. I've got my like cute little, like <laughs> little tiny baby bangs. And I am just this little, I don't know how old I am. I would have to say maybe around two or three and I'm in this bathing suit and it's just, it's very cute. I will say, but I'm looking back at the joy in my face because I would have to say that at that time, I don't know, like, how do you remember? Like, do we remember anxiety and stress from that age? I don't particularly, but I would be interested to know the earliest remembrances for people of, you know, especially heavier emotions. That would be interesting to me. But for me, it's, it's more like, oof, Kindergarten and on, I would have to say, is where I have more reminders and remembrances of, oh, I felt this way or I felt that way, whether good or bad, like great emotions and the harder emotions. But anyways, I'm looking at this picture as I speak and I'm just reminding myself that innately we all have some sort of joy in ourselves. We all have some sort of love in our hearts. We all have those innate tools, no matter how rough of a younger life we had, they were there in some way, shape or form, just from the innate human sense of it all. It's there, but it gets squashed and pummeled and, (laughs) and all the things instead of fertilized and loved and just uplifted. And even in the best of situations, like I had a great childhood. I felt very cared. I did. So I'm not saying that. I'm just using examples. Even in the best of situations, there's still things that we might have needed differently than how we got them or needed more of something or less of something else. And that doesn't make for a bad experience or a bad childhood or people around us that didn't care. It just means that we now have to realize what what we need to do to fill those deficits, especially if we're still feeling the wraths of not having what we had, what we needed at that time. Can't undo that, but we can fill 
up where we can. We can allow ourselves to be more open about it. We can have discussions with people that we need. And if you feel that there's nobody that you can talk to or open up about where you feel you need more of anything or less of others, I'm a safe space. Always am, always will be. Your secret is safe with me. Your information is safe with me. You can reach out at any time. But I truly, truly hope that somebody, that there's somebody out there that you can find it in your heart to say, okay, I need to talk about this. I need this from you. I need to let go of this and I want to talk through it, whatever it might be. But how can you honor your younger self? How can you honor it? I've also noticed something else that like right before I got on to record this, I was having a moment. I couldn't quite figure out what it was all about. (laughs) I was like, I don't know how to speak. All of a sudden I like didn't know how to speak words. And I pushed record probably four, maybe five times and started and stopped before I could do this particular recording, the one you're hearing right now. And I was like, what's going on? You know, is it just not the right time? I felt ignited to do it, which is why I started to push record in the first place. But then it was just not flowing. And I keep my podcasts very raw. There's not a ton of editing unless there's like a huge pause or I completely say gibberish or something. But that's very few and far between. Once I start talking, I just allow it to be what it is. And if it's, you know... If it makes sense, then it makes sense. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. (laughs) No, but so that wasn't really the problem. Like I'm not worried about exactly how it's being said. There's no scripts here. I just talk. I talk from the heart. And I realized something. I realized that I needed to move. I needed to move my body for a minute. I didn't need to go do a whole Zumba class or 20,000 push-ups. I just needed to move my body for a moment. And I did. So I did. And that stems from just that is just who I am. I need to move my body. Like (laughs) I need to get up. I need to shake it out. I, you know, I need that release. I'm honoring that I have always needed that release. When I was younger, I had dance and just being a kid and being out in the world and moved a lot. We, a lot of us do. We can all resonate with that on some level, even if you weren't like a super athletic or um, sporty or whatever type of person, did you get movement out in different ways? Did you run around a lot? Did you skateboard? Did you, I don't know, jump up and down a lot to get that impact to to get that input sensory input into our bodies. One of my favorite workshops that I ever have taken in my life. And it's still like very ingrained in my brain was about sensory input in, it was based more in children because I worked with children my whole entire life, but it really applied to anybody. And in short, I'm not going to go down a whole rabbit hole of that. It was so interesting to learn about how we as humans just need more specific types of input, whether it is more impact on our bodies to get that kind of pent up energy and anxiety out or it's specific, you know, kind of like, like we've heard about compression and weighted blankets and all these things, or that type of thing to help us feel more safe, more uh, just grounded, right? And so it 
it was just mind blowing. And I could go on a whole other tangent or a whole other topic and podcast for that. If I, if, if it was of interest enough, but what I'm getting at is this, it's another way of understanding myself and realizing that I just can't always rest on the idea that I just can get up and just do whatever without honoring what I need. And so once I got up and I shifted my body, I kind of just danced around a little bit. And my dogs were like, mom, it's cold. It's wintry. Leave us alone. We don't want to see you dancing over there. I didn't really care. (laughs) It was what I needed. It wasn't hurting nobody. They just didn't want to look at me. And they were like, hopefully she doesn't come over here and try to make us dance. (laughs) Um, But once I did that, I honored my body. The lifelong process of me needing more input. The years that I have been less active, I feel as though I'm more stagnant. The days when I just try to push through, push through, push through, I'm not going to, I just got to sit here and I got to rail out all this information and I got to get all these emails done and I need to da 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 And don't give myself just even 10 minutes, five minutes of like intentional moving. I'm not honoring myself now and I'm definitely not honoring the past me because I know the past me needed that. That was the one thing, me being in the classroom, moving very often. I danced like six days a week sometimes. Very often was the one thing that I think kept me grounded even in the most anxious of my times. So what are we missing, right? What are we missing in our todays? that we just left behind with no freaking abandon. Like we're just like, that's gone. That's the, that was me when I was a kid. Oh, I was like that when I was a teenager. Are you sure you're not still like that in some way, shape or form now? Do you have a rebellious side, right? That's like the label that teenagers get. Like, oh, they're just rebellious and they want to go against the grain and da, da, da. Not all of them. Some are very, very much rule followers. I was. I was, I rebelled in like weird, small ways, you know, just like wearing funky color eyeliner (laughs) and I went to a private school. So it was like, that was kind of boundary pushing. And I remember a teacher being like, "Mm, mm," like that's, that's not how we do it around here. I distinctly remember, I remember his name, all of it. So it was very subtle rebellion, but it was like, I Looking back, I'm like, that makes so much sense in who I am. That makes so much sense in who I am. I like to have fun with makeup and hair and shoes and the things. It has nothing to do with materialistic things. It has everything to do with expressing myself. But if you're just labeling, well, that's how I was, but not maybe thinking a little bit like, hmm, are there little parts of me that would love to take back a little portion of myself? to give myself the ability to be a little bit more like that. I'm not saying we'll be like completely rebellious and, you know, ruin the world, or maybe you do and you change the world, (laughs) right? There's no right answer to any of this. I'm just saying, if you take a look at it and it feels good and it sounds a little bit more in line with how you want to show up today, tomorrow, in the coming chapter of your life, please give it a little bit of love. Give it a little bit of thought on what that means, what it sounds like, what it looks like. Because 
We need more of that. We need more people who are willing to just sink into the person that they're meant to be versus be a shadow of what others think that they should be. Oof. We need you to be who you're meant to be instead of being a shadow of who others think and want you or think you should be. That's doing nobody justice. Definitely not yourself in this one crazy fleeting life. Definitely not the people around you who maybe aren't getting even the best version or the most cool version that they ever could have met of you. What if you just started being a little bit more in tune with yourself and all of a sudden people are like, there is just some magnetic about you and I can't even place it, but yes. What if? And then they're more apt to be more themselves and really more than anything, what comes of that is people feeling more rested within their lives. And by rested, I mean just content versus always like, oh my, there's so much to do. There's so many things I have to think of. There's still always going to be the hustle and bustle of life. I'm not saying that that will be gone just because you step into being (laughs) yourself and honoring who you are and maybe always have been. But I'm saying is things don't feel like so piled up when you let go of the worry of everything else, of everybody else, of being something that maybe you're not, but you just think you are right now because that's what the world tells you. That's what your stage of life tells you. Hmm. If you could be more joyful, more kid-like, more silly. We have crayons and coloring books and all kinds of things in our house. And yes, I have nieces and nephews. And yes, they have used them in the past, but they don't use them on a regular basis. They're actually here. Because sometimes I just like to color. Am I insecure about that? No, I'm not. I'm telling you on a podcast where literally anybody in the world could potentially hear it. I don't care. (laughs) In fact, I hope it makes somebody be like, you know what? I need to color more. Those adult coloring books, they came out and they became super popular over the last handful of years. Why? Because somebody tapped into themselves and said, you know what? I like to color and I think more people should too. And they made something out of it and kudos to them for doing that. Cause maybe, maybe just maybe it normalized for a lot of people who would be like, I would would never color. Maybe it normalized it for them and they maybe tried it or maybe they're still resistant and like, that's cool, but they're just, they're just too big in their britches to, to do it. But either way, they made a path. They made a path because they tapped into something that just called to them, that made them feel good. And they were making it because at some point, maybe you would make others do the same. I know it has for me because they're cool. They're so cool, man. And they're very cathartic. Do you like to dance and sing? But you're like, I can't do that. I my I'm my body has changed and oh, I have a horrible voice and well, I'll just look silly and I don't I'll never do that around people. Well, then don't do it around people. But put on music in your house and literally dance to anything and everything that you possibly can. After I get off this, I still feel the urge to like move my body just because it's been a week. You know, it's been a lot going on. There's been a lot of uh, input. There's been a lot of stimulation. And like you might argue, well, dance and singing is stimulation, but it's like a different kind of stimulation, right? In my, at least for my body. Remember that. This is, this is me. This is my, not advice, just my journey. I'm about to do that because I need to unleash all of it that I've been holding on to some of the heaviness of just like, you know, wrapping up 
projects and doing all the things, right? Getting ready for holidays, all of it. That's what I'm going to do because I need to get the energy out. When we wake up, I read, and I don't remember exact details, but when we wake up, our cortisol levels are at our highest. So have you ever had that feeling where you feel like almost like your heart is kind of racing or maybe just movement in your body? Like you feel all of it. I'm often there. I'm like, oh, I just feel like the heaviness of being alive. (laughs) If that sounds weird or not, but because the cortisol levels are higher. And if we continue laying there and just festering in it, which I we've all done, I do. Laying there, oh no, I don't want to get up. No, 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 no. My husband laughs because um, <laughs> he knows when I'm like extra tired because when my alarm goes off, I'm like, no, <laughs> forget what he said. I think I say something like, no, 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 don't make me do it. No, 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 don't make me do it. Something like that. And he he says, it's always funny because I say it with like a very sleepy, funny voice. And what am I doing though? If I'm just like "Mm," sitting in that, I mean, sure, lay there for a little bit, but the longer you're just laying there and not getting that energy moving and flowing, the more that we're just feeling the awfulness of it. (laughs) Or if we just get up and we look at our phones, it's such a habit for so many people. They don't even get out of their bed or even out of their room before they're already looking at things. I've been guilty of it. I don't know many people who aren't unless they have a really good habit. They have a good habit built in where maybe they don't even have their phones in their room and they have to go out and get them. Or, you know, they just, they don't get to their phone until they're at X point of their day, you know, going into their car or getting into the office or whatever it is. So all that to say is, Again, honoring your body, honoring yourself, you know? As kids, we jump out of bed and we run. We're like, oh, a lot of times. I mean, there's some sleepy bear kids in the world too. But there's a lot of children that just get up and go. But I suspect that their cortisol levels are not quite as high as us stressed out adults. They haven't had as much experience to just bog them down in feeling certain ways. They don't have that all kind of swimming along in them quite yet. And some do, right? I was an anxious kid, so I did, but I think it's just different. It's just different. So get into that space of how can I feel more enriched to start my day with the excitement of a kid who's ready to go uh, on vacation or to open their birthday presents, like, oh, up at like 5 a.m. Oh my gosh, let's do this. What if we tapped into it? We can have better just movement in our days, better outlooks on what's to come, all of it, all of it. So I urge you to think, let's do this together because I am always working to up my understanding of myself, to understand what my body and my mind and my emotions and my hormones and all of it need. Looking back has been a huge, tremendous shift for me. It has done fabulous things for me because I'm just understanding myself. Whereas before it was just like going along, going along in the day. This is just how it is. And now I see myself for what I have been created into 
through my experiences, through my own personality traits, through conversations and and all of the things that have happened throughout the decades of my life. So what will you do? What will you do to start digging through that? Will it be that you look through some old pictures to see and remind yourself of the different things that lit you up or experiences that shaped you? Maybe it's harder parts that you're like, yeah, this changed me big, big time. But what can we do now to work through it maybe differently than you did then? Or with tools that you didn't have or even know existed then or understand? Or maybe it's the good parts, right? The parts where you're like, oh my gosh, I remember this joyous moment. Oh, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, and then all of a sudden you realize something about yourself that you've lost along the way. Something that you used to find joy in or ways that you kind of ran your life or felt good and at ease doing you lost along the way and something jogs it or will it just be by taking on the mission to live a little bit more childlike and joyous finding the things that light you up or bring a little bit more of that ease and joy into your life and just seeing what that does for you be unapologetic about it be bold it doesn't have to be huge and monumental you don't have to go change everything about the way you (laughs) show up in your current life. But what if that one little thing, you know, I really used to love to do this and I'm going to try to do that again. I'm going to make a little bit of time in my, my weeks and my months to just do that. Like, I don't know why this is coming to my mind, but I used to love to bowl. Like I loved bowling so much. It made me feel like excited. I had some cool people that I met through it you know, maybe I'm going to start bowling again. If that's all it is, then cool. (laughs) If it taps into anything that shifts you in a positive forward movement direction, I am here for it. I am here for it. I wouldn't be sitting here talking on a microphone about it if it didn't make me feel like something we all could benefit for. And I will always say, we, 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 all the way home. on these episodes because I am forever always doing the things. I am always working to find the next things. I am listening to the podcast. I'm having the mentors. I'm having the coaches. I'm having the candid conversations with family members and friends. Again, no expert, just my experiences, just the things that have done wonders in my life, the things that I have experienced within myself, the people around me, my clients, all of it. And for those who do have small businesses, wow, when you step into being yourself, and even if you don't have a small business, but I just know I have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen, small business, work in an organization, stay at home mom, whatever it is, whoever you are, whatever beautiful path you are on, what if tapping into your yesterdays helped you be and feel more content in your career, content in the lifestyle you've chosen. Make choices moving forward in the lifestyle that you lead to really get to where you wanted to go. 
that's the cool thing. I'm so thankful that I have been able to see that side of it because that's why people are seeing a bold version of me at this time because it has shifted me to say, hello, I'm sick of not being fully into who I am. And I still have a lot, lot, lot of work to do, a long way to go, but it has proved to me that goodness comes to those who are ready to be brave. It comes from those who are willing to honor themselves, past, present, and future goodness, and just even groundedness. And all these words are subjective. So whatever that means to you comes from those who are just willing to have a little bit of an opening ear, a little peek of an eye, a little just opening in their heart to say, hmm, okay, I'll listen. So hopefully something in this episode did that for you. I am going to put the article that I was kind of talking about earlier in showcasing kind of the idea uh, that I talked about here on the podcast, what it has done and transformed within me and my current space in my life. Um, So if you're interested in that, check that out and see um, what might inspire you as well. Also, I wanted to take a moment. I'm also going to put this in the show notes. But I have, and I'm so excited about a challenge coming up in the new year. It is going to be a 365 day challenge. Yes, I know it might sound daunting at first, but I promise it's not. It is going to just be a way to make small, actionable, attainable steps every day to just living in your, in your truth, in your year instead of just letting it pass by. And so if you are interested, there is going to be the link in the show notes. It is called Hyped and it is small steps for a big year. I am ready for it. Yes, some of the prompts will be, I want to be nice and transparent, will be directed towards building a business, but others are going to be a little bit more open-ended because I believe and I work with so many people and entrepreneurs and small business owners that if they only have like business goals and strategy and plans in place, but they don't have other parts of their life, like their routine or um, some mindset shifts and things like that in place that feel good, that you still can stay stagnant or feeling heavy. So anybody can benefit for this and from this. And I hope that you join me. It's going to be really, really wonderful. There'll be, um, an email that will come directly to you with the prompts each week. And then there's going to be additional support to just keep you motivated to remind you daily of what is happening and what the little steps can be to move forward, to feel good. You don't have to do it perfect. So if you don't do all 365 of the prompts, which a lot of the prompts will be simple, just like I said, small actionable steps. But anyways, I wanted to talk about that, especially in this episode, because it is kind of getting back to basics. It is getting grounded into your life so that it doesn't just flee by you. You have some actual say in how it goes. And so if you are ready to join that, um, it is open and live for signing up. And then it will start on January 15th of 2023. 
three. And so join us, become a part of a community. And uh, I hope that I'll see you there. I hope that the end of this year for you is one where you can take some time to reminisce, maybe sit down and journal, feel like you can connect to the good, the bad, the in-between of the year that we just had, and maybe even write yourself a little love note for what is to come in the new year, right? Just write it down, what you're excited about, what you're maybe even worried about, and maybe burn or rip up the worries and let them free now. Start now by releasing it and step into trying your hardest, your darndest, your bestest to step into the the good parts of what you're excited about in life. It is never going to be just sunshine and rainbows. That is for sure. But there is ways to feel a little bit more um, in alignment and good about where you're going. So thank you so much as always for being here. You guys are the best. I am so lucky to have a community of humans that continuously is, you know, here to, to live out their best lives, to support each other, to support me, all of that. It never goes without just feeling the love and all of that goodness. So happy new year, you all to a amazing, amazing few months, years, all the things, moments ahead. 